The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. This program will provide the groundwork you need to advance your awareness and be involved in the approaching transformation in consciousness. Now, your host, Peter Tung. Hello and welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. I'd like to take this opportunity to really thank all of our listeners the listenership for December came out recently, and I'm delighted to let you know that we had in December just shy of 150,000 listeners over the course of the month, which actually placed us uh, the highest listenership rating on the Seventh Wave Network. So I, I'm really happy, obviously, about that and really grateful to, to you for all of the support that you offer. And uh, we, we're determined to continue to offer you great shows, as we are today with my special guest, Gary J. McDonald, who has just published his first book, Everything You Need to Know to Get to Heaven. And that sounds like a pretty uh, significant title for a book, but actually it's a book full of very, very good information. And, and Gary, it comes across uh, very much as a life's work. So perhaps you could Give us a little bit of background as to how it came about and, and how you had the courage to, to tackle all these really challenging questions. Well, early on, I knew that I had a special purpose, and, and that was revolved around communication. I was actually in a, a sweat lodge at the time, and the leader of the sweat lodge said, you know, we all have a soul's purpose, and I want everyone to express that in one word. So we went around the sweat lodge, and everyone said one word, and I go, like, well, what am I going to say? Well, the first thing that popped in my head was, communication. And so I left the sweat lodge with this, this notion that I'm supposed to communicate something, and, it, and I wasn't clear. It wasn't until many years later that I realized that, you know, after I've read hundreds of spiritual books, that I was not getting the answers that I needed. I was not, be, I was not able to put all the uh, pieces of the puzzle together, the, the God puzzle, so to speak. So I was at a loss, and and. I just stopped reading spiritual books because I wasn't getting the answers there. So I, I started looking at science. I, I studied quantum physics, and I studied some other things. And, and then the first spiritual book I picked up was how to, have an, uh, how to Have a Spiritual Experience, and I meditated on that, and I chose that I wanted to see my soul. I mean, no small task. So one morning, um, as I was still reading the book, and I was meditating every day with the the intent of seeing my soul, and I woke up one morning, and it was a Sunday morning, and I'm laying in bed, and all of a sudden I felt this all-encompassing love around me, and it felt as if the bed had disappeared and that I was being held in God's hand, if you can imagine. That's the love that I felt. 
that I was actually being held in God's hand. And I looked up at the ceiling and I saw this little dot, this little gray dot, and it started spinning. And it's, it, it, it was spinning faster and faster and faster, and it grew in mass to the point where I couldn't even see the ceiling fan. It was um, a, a kind of a gray cloud, a light gray cloud. And then, of course, my ego intervened and said, oh, I want it to be bigger. And, uh, and at that point, it started getting smaller and smaller. And, and I, couldn't, I didn't know if I was awake or asleep. And I was saying to myself, am I awake? Am I asleep? Am I awake? Am I asleep? And it, it disappeared. And then the ceiling fan was back. I could see the ceiling fan. And then I realized, oh, my God, what was that? And as often happens, I got the response, that was your soul. You had asked to see your soul. That was your soul. So I realized that, you know, religion wasn't the answer. Science wasn't the answer. But by merging all of these together, you can figure out the concept of God and the reason that we're here in this universe. So let's just pause for a moment there, because one of the neat things about the book is that you, you, the, the subtitle is Decoding the Bible, The Secret Behind 2012. And you use a lot of biblical quotes in the book, and, and therefore it sort of has a sense of being somewhat Christian. And yet you mm-hmm. also talk about reincarnation, out-of-body experiences, the chakras and the dimensions and so on. And so you really had to go deep to, to, to somehow make this all work for you in your own belief system. Just talk a bit about that. Okay. Well, it took four years to put this together, and, and um, I, I knew that the, the book title came to me even before I realized what was going to be in the book. And then I just started writing things down. Okay, what's important? I wrote Kundalini Energy, Planes of Consciousness, Out-of-Body Travel, Soulmates and Twin Flames, Spiritual Contracts, Good and Evil, Devils and Angels, Beyond Death, Heaven and Hell, Revelation Armageddon, which are all titles. Uh, the Meaning of Life, The Fall of Man, The Evolution of Mankind, Creation of the Universe, and I even have a chapter on Quantum Theory and Thermodynamics, and, and then I get into prayer and meditation and sin and penance and forgiveness, and I give new definitions to that, even, even forgiveness, because I talk about parallel lives, and if one soul is living a parallel life, you're really forgiving your own soul, if you think about it. So why, were you, why would you harbor a grudge against someone that it's a, it's a part of your own soul? And if you think about it at the highest level, um, aren't we really one being as the oversoul? So to think that we are multidimensional or even multidimensional on this one earth is not that much more of a stretch than to say that all is one and that we're all coming from the same source, which is God and consciousness. So the night before I was going to start writing, I had this very vivid, I don't want to say it was a dream because it was a vision. I, I looked at my thumb or the soft fleshy part between my thumb and my first finger, and I saw three red dots that made a perfect triangle, and they were uh, blood red in color, but they were not bleeding. And as soon as I came out of that vision, uh, which often happens between sleep and awakeness, uh, I get most of my visions there, but not all of them, uh, I realized that I needed to start this book by redefining the Trinity which was no small task. I thought, who the heck am I to define the Trinity? But I was able to do so by comparing the different religions and the ancient philosophies and saying, okay, if this is true and this is true, and you take away the dogma related to each of the religions or the ancient philosophies, whether it's Hinduism, Buddhism, Christianity, or whatever, or theosophy, 
you basically come down to simple points, and they revolve around love and the essence of God. And in that way, I was able to merge, or rather, um, redefine the Trinity in a way that all religions are saying the same thing. So as you've mentioned that, why don't you go ahead and, and redefine the Holy Trinity for us? Okay, well, thank you. I was hoping you'd ask that. <laughs> uh, well, there is conscious in, consciousness in everything. And whether it's a rock, a plant, a human being, or uh, air, there are molecules in everything, and in those molecules there's vibration. Well, behind the vibration is consciousness. There's, there's an infinite consciousness without form, and I call that the impersonal God. Uh, Christians may call that God the Father, or other religions may call it uh, the Father, it, it's the masculine aspect of the Holy Trinity. It's the, um, the all-present consciousness. But think of it as pure consciousness without thought. And it's behind the form, behind the energy. So pure consciousness, no thought, no energy. Now, when pure consciousness has a thought, it automatically creates because it's pure consciousness. That creative force of the universe, God's thought, is the feminine aspect of the, of the universe. So it's, it's the Holy Spirit energy. So God's thought, God's mind in action is the Holy Spirit. Now, in the beginning, it talks about, in the Bible, it talks about God created light. Well, that's really what they created was consciousness in form, which is the reflection of pure consciousness. It talks about a mirror image, that we are made in a mirror image, of God the Father. Well, that would be consciousness in form. I mean, obviously God doesn't look like a man and God doesn't look like an ape, whether you believe in intelligent design or evolution. So what really happened is God kind of replicated himself through the power of the Holy Spirit. And what God, the impersonal God, created was the personal God, which is form in, I'm sorry, consciousness in form. I call that the Christ body. It has nothing really to do with Jesus Christ. It's, I just, it's a term I, that I used, and it's really the oversoul. Most people have heard of the oversoul, so pure consciousness created the oversoul, which is the Christ body. The Holy Spirit is the creative force of the universe. Now, if you delve into the, to the Holy Spirit a little bit further, you find that uh, as we are multidimensional, the Holy Spirit is multidimensional. It's kundalini energy. It's the energy that feeds our body. It's the energy that's out there. It's the breath of life. It's the breath of God, whether you're talking about Hinduism or Christianity. Now, the Christ body, as the oversoul, is one body of consciousness and form, but it's also a multitude of souls as well. So in the Bible, it talks about the body is one and many. Well, that's what it is. It's one oversoul with many individual souls. So that's the, that's the trinity. And, and while you mentioned the number of souls, uh, you, I know that you have the belief that there are only 144,000 souls in the universe. Mm -hmm. Just talk about that a little bit. Sure, sure. Well, I was, I was having difficulty with the part of the Bible that said, and I've always been raised Catholic, which I'm not Catholic anymore. I'm, I'm just kind of nothing right now. I'm, I'm more um, focused on merging everything as, as I have in this, in, in this book, which to me it's kind of my Bible. So 
um, what happened was, it, again, it was between sleep and awakeness. I was in that middle realm, uh, which is actually one of the uh, seven heavens, uh, which I'll get into later. But I had this spiritual download. My third eye opened up, and for a nanosecond, I was enlightened. I saw the the grid, the um, the universal matrix, if you will, and I and there was this whole bunch of information came in through my third eye. And so I, I realized that this universe, when all this information came flooding in, was based on mathematics. Now, there are many, uh, there's a multitude of universes. This is just one universe. Now, within this universe, there's 12 different dimensions, and there's seven uh, levels of heaven, and so, and within those seven heavens, there's a, at least in, within five of them, and I know it's getting a little bit complicated because I'm probably going too far in answering the question, but um, <clears throat> there, uh, the, there are 12 dimensions, and in those 12 dimensions, there's seven heavens. So, Gary, we're, so, actually, uh, we're actually coming up to our first uh-huh. break, so I'm just going to hold you there. Okay, uh, sure. And we'll return and talk about the dimensions and the heavens on our return, and it is challenging uh, material to talk about but nevertheless really significant in helping people to understand how all of this fits together which Gary has done superbly well in his book everything you need to know to get to heaven so we'll be back shortly with Gary McDonald this is Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation Extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenteredJourney.com for more information. Are you looking to discover who you really are? Do you want to know your true self and your soul purpose? Tune in to Sacred Light Wisdom with your host, Seti Nave. Let Seti be your guide to be self-empowered and learn about the magical arts. SETI's guests are made up of practitioners, teachers, and life-minded people who are interested in more than just going through the motions. You will learn to manifest your dreams when you tune in to Sacred Light Wisdom, Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific, on 7th Wave Network. Explore the infinite possibilities of the unknown. Learn about the mysterious and mythical realms through time and space. Realize your inner truth. Tune in to Spirit Walker with Dr. Jeffrey Pierce and co-host Cindy Pierce. Dr. Pierce is a true intuitive. He is legally blind, uses no cards, pendulums, or guides, and has been found to have 97% consistent accuracy based on testing by the United Kingdom Institute of Psychic Sciences Research Center. Listen for topics that others are afraid to address on Spirit Walker, Wednesday at 1 p.m. East, 10 a.m. West on 7th Wave Network. The new home for visionary positive change. 7th Wave Network.
listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awaken to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. At this point, I'd just like to thank one of our sponsors, thenaturedoctor.com, whole food nutrients for conscious living. You can either click on the banner on the host page or go to www.thenaturedoctor.com. I have with me today Gary McDonald, who's recently written a very powerful and pithy book full of very profound information everything you need to know to get to heaven. And Gary, before the break, you were just about to talk about the 144 souls in the universe. Please continue. Mm-hmm. Sure, thank you. So as a result of the spiritual download where I became enlightened for a nanosecond, um, all this information came flooded in, and I realized I had solved the issue within the Bible, of the, where the Bible states that only 144,000 are chosen, are the chosen few that will enter into the kingdom of heaven. And I always had a problem with that. I was like, why would God condemn all the rest of us? I mean, there's about 6.5 billion people on this planet. Why are, the re- why are the rest of us going to hell? So I realized, because of the spiritual download, that this universe is based on mathematics, and the 12 tribes of Israel is all of us living parallel lives. So there are only 144,000 souls in this universe, and we're living parallel lives, which means on Earth right now, you and I, on average, are living about 45,000 parallel lives. We're all over this planet. So a soul is not really a soul. It's more of a soul family. A soul that is split, living parallel lives, is really a new definition for soul family. We vibrate the same because we're the same soul. So what we're doing, and the reason for that is because we want to experience, and that's the meaning of life, that's why we're here, that's our ultimate purpose of which we all have a specific role within that great plan that God has put together. But in essence, we are here to experience, and it makes sense that we would split because we're capable of doing it, because we're many gods. It says it in the Bible. Jesus uh, said, um, have I not said you are gods? That came from Jesus. So if we are many gods, why can't we split and be multidimensional? So on earth, we're 45,000 souls. That does not include the number of souls we are somewhere else. And when I say soul, we're really one entity, but we're a fraction of the complete soul. And and really, if you think about it, 144,000 souls are really a fraction of the one oversoul. So that was huge. For me to think that the people that are closest to me are probably my own soul, how, uh, I mean, think of the consequences. The people that have hurt us, the people that I've hurt, are the same, probably the same soul as us. You and I could be the same soul. And so one of the questions, obvious questions is in terms of of the meaning of life is to have these experiences. What, why do you think so many people are actually struggling in their lives at this time? Well, the reason that we're struggling is because it, well, there's three types of struggle. There's health, there's financial, and there's relationships. If you look at everything, 
it, it comes down to one of those things. We're struggling in a relationship. We're struggling with a job. We're struggling with our money. We're struggling with our health. So there's really three challenges to life, and those are the three. Now, the reason we're challenged is because we are searching for a return to our original point of enlightenment. And that is the progression of consciousness. The, ad, the, 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 um, the story of Adam and Eve is really about the fall in consciousness. There, there was no one Adam. There was no one Eve. It doesn't make any sense because they had two children, which was Cain and Abel, and, and well, how did they have more children? So it's obviously a metaphor, a story about the fallen consciousness. Now, why did we have a fallen consciousness? Because if we did not have a fallen consciousness, we would know that this is not real. How can you experience something to the fullest extent of something if you know you could snap your fingers and like a genie you could be somewhere else? It's just not real. So we needed to have a fallen consciousness to experience this as our reality. Now, for example, there is no time. We created time so we could better experience this, I'll say, non-reality. I mean, it's a reality in one sense, but it's not our truest reality. One, uh, one morning, uh, between sleep and awakeness again, um, I left my third eye. Um, it was one of the few times I actually remember leaving my body. It doesn't, I, I know I leave my body pr- pretty much every night, but this time I actually remembered that my soul left through my third eye, and I was in another dimension. And in this dimension, I was suspended in space. I did not have a body, but I had a consciousness. And there were, there were entities behind me. I have no idea who they were, but I didn't care. What was most important at that time in this dimension was I was amazed. I could see stars in, in the background, and, and I said, oh, my God, there is no time here. Time has stopped. Well, in the sixth minute, time, there, there is no time. And we are now in the fourth dimension, and we're working towards the fifth dimension. And the fourth dimension is associated with, with mastering our emotions. We mastered our feelings back during the time of Atlantis. But as we transition to the next dimension, which is coming up in 2012, we will have to have mastered our our feelings, which we, we don't. We haven't. As a, as a race, as a mankind, we are behind. Um, so that's why Armageddon and the revelation is really about the revelation of the heart, because what was Jesus and Buddha and Krishna all about? They were about love. They were teaching us about love, which is what we're supposed to learn right now. So that's why we're going through so many difficulties, so that we can open up our hearts to compassion and and to be more passionate and more forgiving and more loving. So that's why we're experiencing these difficulties, but they're going to get worse until we learn the lesson of emotions and master our emotions. So then really these challenges that we're facing in, in those three aspects of life, as you said, are really opportunities to open our hearts. Exactly. It's the revelation of the Christ within us. Not the revelation of Jesus, but the revelation of us. The Bible, the final, the final chapter of the Bible, which is Revelation, was written about this transition. The Mayans realized that, that um, there was a transition in consciousness every 26,000 years. And we are there again. 
So we are, we are going into the next dimension, which is the fifth dimension, which is associated with the fifth chakra, which is the throat chakra, which is all about the lower mind or the concrete mind. The third eye is the abstract mind. So we're moving into a consciousness, the next dimension. We are going to have to master the concrete mind. In other words, we're going to have to master what we think. We cannot let outside forces um, cause us to think something. We need to think consistently with our soul, and that is the fifth dimension that we're entering. But we haven't mastered the fourth dimension, which is our feelings. Now, some of us have and some of us haven't. That's why we need the devastation to open up our hearts um, to, to master our emotions in this fourth dimension. We're actually kind of behind this. We're, we're behind the times. We're, the human race sometimes are slow learners. <laughs> well, it might be useful for our listeners for you to actually go over the 12 dimensions and the seven heavens that you mentioned earlier. Sure, sure. Well, now I'm going to get into quantum physics, physics and thermodynamics, but I'm going to keep it really light. Good. In super, super string theory, they say that there's 10 dimensions. The mathematics support 10 dimensions. Well, that didn't quite work out, so somebody came up with M theory, which is membrane, membrane theory, which suggests that there's 11 dimensions. And the person who created M theory also said there's a possibility for a 12th dimension. Well, there are 12 dimensions, and we, the science is just coming to the point where they're going to discover the 12th dimension, but they're not there yet. They've discovered 11 dimensions. But really, this universe is based on mathematics, and, and that's why 12 is such a, an important number to us. Jesus had 12 apostles. Why did he choose 12? Was he trying to send us a message? There are 12 signs of the zodiac. They say that the zodiac is the wheel of karma, and we must go through all, we must master all signs of the zodiac before we break the wheel of, of reincarnation. So... You know what? I, I, I get on such tangents, sometimes I forget what the question was. <laughs> we were talking oh, about explaining the actual 12 dimensions. Okay. Oh. Yes, sorry about that. So, <laughs> so quantum physics, so I get such, into the, such big picture, I get off on the tangents because it's all interconnected. This is four years of work, and a lot of this, a lot of this time was, was full time. I was working eight, ten hours a day just on the book, and, and I didn't have an income at the time. So, so now... Thermodynamics says we have 11 with the possibility of 12, but we really have 12. And Jesus was trying to tell us and that by, and then the 12 months of the year, 12 is the size of the zodiac. So there are 12 dimensions. <clears throat> now, beyond that is pure consciousness. But when the Christ body or the Oversoul created this universe, and, the, and so the Christ body created this universe by the power of the Holy Spirit. So within this creation, there's 12 dimensions in this universe. Now, when there was a fallen consciousness, the first five dimensions split, or the first five uh, heavens, rather. The first five heavens split. So that means if they split, then there's 10, because five, uh, they all split, is 10. So you have the first heaven, second heaven, third heaven, fourth heaven, fifth heaven, they split. Now there's 10 dimensions. Now, the sixth level of heaven, which is associated with the third, uh, the third eye chakra, the sixth chakra, is by definition uh, a point of enlightenment, because when you master your third eye, you are enlightened. Now, the seventh chakra, which is associated with the seventh um, heaven, 
And you ever notice that we say, I'm in seventh heaven? But why do we yeah. say these things? They're, they're soul truisms because on a, on a higher level, on a soul level, we know these things to be true. So, you know, I, I find these things, I hear these things, I go, oh my God, we, we know this and yet we don't know it. So you have the seven heavens, the first five split into ten, then you have the sixth and seventh, which makes twelve. Now, each of these heavens are uh, associated with a chakra. I talk about, what I talked about earlier, I left my third eye and I went into this dimension. Well, that was really uh, the sixth dimension. The chakras are really the portals to the dimensions, and I proved that when I left my third eye. I went into the to um, the would be really the eleventh dimension, or the sixth heaven, which is not corrupt by definition because the sixth is in, is associated with enlightenment. So the first chakra is about um, really the evolution of consciousness. It's about cavemen. It's just plain survival. So first chakra is survival. Second one is about uh, procreation and creativity. That's when caveman created fire and, and started the master, the second chakra. And then the third one is about creativity. And the fourth one is, um, I'm sorry, yes, the second one is creativity. The third one is about feelings. Now, we mastered feelings uh, around the time of Atlantis and Lemuria. And, and um, now, we're again, we're into the fourth dimension, which in science they say it's height, width, depth, and time. So we're in a space-time dimension. So again, science reflects what's happening spiritually. It's all interconnected. So Gary, we're actually uh, coming up to our uh, second break here. So I'm going to ask you when we come back to, to uh, just put us together with the chakras and dimensions and the evolution of consciousness. This is Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network. We all want peace. We all desire a more meaningful life. We work hard to achieve these things, but at what avail? The key is authentic living with Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of the great spiritual experts of today and will provide wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your own I am. Your authenticity can give you miraculous gifts, but you have to know how to get there. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the 7th Wave Network. Wondering what the heck is going on on planet Earth? Feeling time speeding up but your energy slowing down? Then there are those strange physical symptoms, sudden life and career shifts, a sense of loss of identity or purpose. As we rapidly move into a new dimension, the old structures are falling away. How will we navigate what is new? After all, the Ascension doesn't come with an instruction manual. Hillary Harris hosts Ascension 360, Navigating the New World Energies, airing live Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on 7th Wave Network. Ascension 360. Tune in to see how it all turns out. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. 
our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenterJourney.com for more information. Listening on a Higher Dimension, 7th Wave Network. Listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tong. And I just want to remind you of a phenomenal opportunity this evening to tune into the free televent Love, Laugh and Learn, which I am hosting with uh, Swami Beyondananda, the cosmic comic, Steve Behrman, and Dr. Len Lasko, Healing with Love. It's a one-and-a-half-hour presentation from 5.30 till 7 o'clock West Coast time, and you can sign up and join that free televent uh, now, immediately, by going to www.myheartcenteredjourney.com. There is a seven-week teleseminar series to follow, and it's interesting that Gary today is talking about the seven chakras and their links to different levels of consciousness and dimensions because that is exactly what the seven-week series is going to do. It's going to take you on your own grail quest through the seven chakras to help you understand how we can indeed, in this lifetime, reach the stage of enlightenment. So, Gary, it would be great for you to add your uh, insights around this consciousness, dimensions, and spiritual evolution. Okay. Well, everything is kind of interconnected. Everything. The, the mineral kingdom, the chakras, uh, the planets, everything is interconnected. Everything is basically energy and form. So here we are, the Christ body, as one body and a bunch of individual souls of 144,000. So what we did is we inhabited apes or chimps or whatever we inhabited, and at some point we had a, and we were totally enlightened beings at the time, and we could come and go and enter whatever we wanted to because that's what totally enlightened beings can do. So, but once we entered ape, and then there was, you know, certain things happened, and there was a fall in consciousness. And we needed that fall in consciousness because without the fall in consciousness, this, we would know, is not real because we're enlightened beings. So all seven chakras, all, and there's more than just seven, but all the chakras were perfect. So you have a fall in consciousness. Now you have polluted chakras. They are no longer vibrating at this, at this high rate. We're no longer enlightened beings. So now here we are, cavemen, and we're worried about survival. As we grow in uh, evolution of consciousness, uh, we learn about creativity, which is associated with the second chakra. The third chakra is feelings. We need to master our feelings. Then once we've mastered our feelings, which the human race has, we don't kill people over feelings, but we do kill people uh, over emotions. We hate 
um, you know, that's a good example. So we need to master our emotions, which we're trying to do right now. Once we go into the next dimension, we are going to have to master the concrete mind, which is the fifth chakra. Then the next dimension that we go into, we're going to have to master the abstract mind. And then finally, when we master the abstract mind, we are once again enlightened as we were in the, in the past. So you have this first dimensional earth that is going through these uh, evolutions of consciousness, and each time we go to the next level, we're entering a new dimension. So that's basically the evolution of consciousness. So if you track your chakras up your body, you, it makes sense. This is how we're going to evolve, uh, evolve in our consciousness. Now, with each chakra, though, there is another dimension. For example, when you die, you leave one of your chakras. You leave via your chakra. If you vibrate, if your level of consciousness is such that you vibrate at the fourth dimension, you will go, your soul will then go to the fourth dimension of consciousness on the other side. Now, of course, there's a little bit of time when you first die and you leave your body, you're in this other, uh, what I call the middle realm, and Christians would call um, uh, purgatory. And that's where trapped ghosts are, or, or, where ghosts are, are trapped souls. So when we die, there's this void or this area that is on the first level. And of course, people leave that once they become oriented, they go through the tunnel. So they're leaving this, purg- I'll call it purgatory. They leave purgatory, and then they go to the dimension that they vibrate with on the other side. So when we leave our body, when I left my body and I went to the sixth dimension, if, I'm a, if my soul is a six-dimensional vibrating soul, then that's where I will go when I die, once I uh, go through the purgatory and then into the tunnel up to that dimension. So that's how it's all interrelated. So, so these dimensions then are essentially connected to how our vibrational frequency uh, is operating at that particular time in our life when we when we cross over. It's well, and also on this side because we're we're four dimensional we're four dimensional beings. I mean, there's there's some six dimensional beings on our planet that are in human form. I don't know any, but that would mean that they're if they're six dimension that they are enlightened beings. I mean, I believe that there's enlightened beings here, and I've not met any. I don't think, and we and even if I did, I wouldn't know. Uh, but. So there's a there's but overall on average we're vibrating at the fourth dimensional level in physical form. So how does the uh, Kundalini energy fit into this process? Well, the Kundalini energy now that's a great question. The Kundalini energy is the Holy Spirit energy. It's life force energy. It's the vibration. It's the Om sound. That's really the the uh, energetic component of the Holy Spirit. So the kundalini energy used to be free-flowing. When we were enlightened beings, it would go up to our crown chakra, back down, up, and it would circulate, and it was perfect. It was unpolluted. It was uncorrupt. And then when there was a fall in consciousness, that kundalini went all the way down to the first chakra. And we start now. Now we're cavemen. We don't know much at all, and uh, we have to get back to the point of enlightenment, and we are now a little bit more than halfway there, uh, because we're in the we're in the fourth dimension, and we need to get to the sixth dimension. The fifth dimension, we're still not enlightened. We're still trying to master the uh, concrete mind. But you're right; you you have it. You understand it. 
Good. I'm delighted to hear that. So, <laughs> so the subtitle for your book is uh, The Secret Behind 2012. What is the secret? Well, there's a couple things. So first of all, and I'll get to the secret in a second, um, that Armageddon the, um, in Revelation, the, the final chapter of the Bible is about now. It's not about some far-off time. It's about now. The revelation of Christ is about opening our heart, and that's now. But we're not ready because our hearts are not open. We still hate. We still have these bad emotions, so we've not mastered our emotions. Okay, that's the first one. Now, the Mayans say, the Mayans were really good, and the Mayans basically tracked the stars over a millennia. I don't know how they did it, but they they're were geniuses. I don't know if they had help from extraterrestrials or uh, six-dimensional beings. I don't know, but they tracked the uh, elliptical course of the sun. Now, the course of the sun will actually align with the Milky Way, and a lot of people are saying December 21st, 2012 where the, our sun will align with the center of the universe, which is often referred to as the dark rift. Within the dark rift, which is this dark spot in the center of the Milky Way galaxy, galaxy is really a black hole, a massive black hole. So we pa- this happens every 26,000 years. So as the sun aligns with this black hole, it could affect the Earth in some very dramatic ways. It could... The, the gravitational pull of this alignment could shift the Earth's axis, which would cause immediate earthquakes, tsunamis. It would drastically change the temperature of where we're living. Uh, the new North Pole could be San Diego, California. Who knows? Uh, we could get major gamma ray bursts emanating from the black hole, which could destroy our electrical grid, and our electrical grid would be down for years and years and years. Can you imagine the world with no cell phones, no electricity, no refrigeration, no, no anything? So, and there also could be major solar flares, which would uh, mean increased radiation. Now, if that happens, there would be food shortages, water shortages. As a matter of fact, the magnetic pole is shifting right now. So as we get closer to this event in 2012, we may, it's not, it may not be a, a, uh, an immediate shift. It may be a gradual shift that we're just starting to experience now. I heard recently that the magnetic pole shifted by 10 degrees, which is pretty huge. So, and that's going to affect us. We don't know how that's going to affect us, but it's going to affect us. Now, the secret is that it's not going to be December 21st. It's going to be December 22nd. Now, I have dreams that are prophetic. And I can ask a question. I've been doing Jungian dream analysis now for 15 years or so. I'm a licensed professional counselor uh, in Colorado, but I don't live in Colorado, so I'm not practicing. But... um, the dreams, the analysis of the dreams, I ask questions and I get answers. And I was told that there's going to be a time shift. And shift, the time is shifting right now. The days are actually getting shorter. But there's going to be a 12-hour time shift so that this shift into the next dimension is not going to happen on December 21st. It's going to happen on December 22nd at 11 o'clock in the morning. So that is, that is the secret. Now, what happens when we shift to the next dimension? Now, there's the possibility we could have a rapture. Now, the rapture, according to quantum physics, is just, it'd be like deja vu. Everyone's experienced deja vu. It's just kind of a momentary, like, oh, what was that? Well, when there's a quantum event, we might not even know it. We might shift, we would shift into the next dimension, and there may, may, 
not everybody's going to go to the next dimension. They're, they may be stuck in the fourth dimension, and then they would suffer Armageddon, while the people that are vibrating at the fifth dimension would then go into the fifth dimension when, uh, when this happens, on December 22nd. And in the Bible, it talks about a new earth. Well, that could be the new earth. So, but the people that um, are left back in the fourth dimension wouldn't even know they wouldn't even realize that there was a, a rapture or um, a shift in the dimensions because it would just be a little blip on the radar. And that's the way that quantum physics works. So, Gary, so this is our final break here, and we'll okay. return after the break to finish this discussion and also uh, find out from you the way in which people can prepare themselves for the 2012 to, be, to come. This is Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. 7th Wave Network. Being here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss being here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane right here on the 7th Wave Network. Can you define your talent in six words or less? Are you using your inner resource, intuition? Listening to Joyce Anderson of Conversations With Yourself will work your intuitive muscle to discover your divine skill. Each week, your host, Joyce Anderson, will give you practical exercises to jumpstart your intuition, to live in your talent. From sports to business to music to food, talent is everywhere. Join Joyce and her engaging guests to hear their how-to stories. Tune in to Conversations with Yourself, Thursday mornings at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. And ignite your talent. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenterJourney.com for more information. Be Extraordinary. 7th Wave Network. Listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. And please do send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com with any comments or questions or if there are any particular guests you'd love me to have on the show. I have a wonderful um, lineup upcoming in the next few weeks, but it's always good to know 
what the listeners uh, want to hear about and specifically in topics or, or people. And one last reminder to sign up for the free televent tonight with Swami Biondananda, Steve Behrman, Dr. Len Lasko and myself, uh, www.myheartcenteredjourney.com to love, laugh and learn about this journey that we are on. And uh, Gary, I now want to give you the opportunity to tell us how you think we can best prepare for whatever changes are uh, coming about in the next couple of years. In one of my dreams, um, it said that the difficulties are going to be horrendous. I mean, this is going to be very, very difficult. And the fact that the transition is not going to happen on December 21st, it's going to happen on December 22nd. Now, if you go to the Bible, it says, pray that your flight... Pray that your flight will not take place in winter or on the Sabbath. Well, December 22nd is a, is a Saturday, which is the Sabbath day, which means that we are really looking forward to or looking to some horrific possibilities, including a Third World War. So the way to prepare for this is to open up our hearts. I mean, it, it really is simple. We are here to learn about mastering our emotions. And the way to do that is to open up our hearts. And the way that we use that is to use our minds. When we have a negative thought, we need to change that around and open up our minds to greater love. Well, we open up our hearts through our mind. Uh, Einstein said that you can't solve a problem at the level of the problem. You must rise above it. Well, literally, you go to the next chakra, which is a throat chakra, which is the, the mental aspect. So you use the mental to, over, to master the, the emotions. Now, in my final chapter, I talk about a system. It's called Immortal Life Yoga, and it merges Hatha Yoga, Bhakti, Jhana, Karma, Kundalini, and Raha, or Raja Yoga. So... These different yogas focus on the emotional body. They focus on the mind. Karma yoga focuses on proper action. Kundalini focuses on raising the Holy Spirit life force within our body, which is the Kundalini energy. And Raja yoga, and forgive me if I'm pronouncing these incorrectly. I've heard them both ways. Raja is about self-control. So really, this system, when you integrate it, again, I call it immortal life yoga, it's about opening up the heart. It's about letting go of materialism. It's, a, it's about focusing on your spirituality, being cognizant of what you're doing, what you're thinking, and using your mind to open up your heart. It's all, it's all in the final chapter of Immortal Life Yoga. And by implementing the ideas in this final chapter, um, it, will, it will for sure bring that person to a point where they don't really have to worry so much what's going to happen in 2012 and beyond because spiritually they'll be, they'll be ready. We have to remember that it's really about our spiritual body that, that, is the, um, that is eternal. Our physical body is just a shell and that we're here to learn, we're here to go back in our consciousness to our original point of enlightenment. And Immortal Life Yoga, the final chapter of the book, is the way to do it. So when you talk about immortal life or immortality, what, what, do you, what, what is your image or your awareness or concept of immortality? Well, we're really returning to our purest essence, which is our immortal body. Um, when we were created, I mean, we, some people would call it a soul. Some people say, well, we have an etheric body, we have an emotional body, we have a, a mental body. But really, at the highest level, we have the immortal body, which is the... It's the enlightened soul. It's the highest aspect of ourselves, and we all have an immortal body. 
when Jesus was raised from the dead, or when he came uh, back from, from death, if you believe in that, um, he came back in his immortal body. He did not come back in his physical body, and it says so in the Bible. Why, why would the apostles not recognize him? Why would Mary, who spent years with him, the closest, possibly the closest apostle, which uh, some people say she was an apostle, some say that she was not, but she was very close to Jesus. How, why would Mary not even recognize Jesus? Because he came back in his immortal body. So we need to follow um, this path, and this path is to the path of enlightenment, and that's in our immortal body. Forget the physical body, that's just a shell. So really what we need to do is to really focus on, on raising our spiritual awareness and consciousness and opening our heart center as much as we possibly can, and then mm-hmm. whatever happens uh, on, the, on the planet or to us, uh, in 2012, we will be in the best possible prepared state as a spiritual being uh, to manage exactly. what comes. Exactly. And for those that are not ready, for the people that ignore this, that say, oh, 2012 and beyond is nothing, um, it's going to be worse for them. For the people that have not mastered their emotions, they are basically, Armageddon is purification. It's purifying with salt. And it's purifying with uh, it's purification. So we can either purify our souls ourselves uh, with, with diligent work and with self-control, which is Raha Yoga and raising the Kundalini energy, or we can wait until we're forced to do it. And if we're forced to do it, pity the poor soul that has to go through that. So uh, the sooner we begin uh, on a, a conscious awakening path, the better from your perspective, Gary. Exactly. And we're already a little bit behind. Now, some of us are already there, and I'm not suggesting I am. I'm just saying some of us are there. Hopefully I'm there. But um, as, a, um, as a, a whole of mankind, we're not there. And we may or may not go through all this together, but if we don't open up our hearts, what are we going to choose? What are, the, what are the choices? Are we going to choose a third world war because we choose war over love? Well, Gary, we're actually, we're actually coming up to the end of the show, and I just okay. want to give you the chance to let people know where they can get your book and your okay. website, if you could give us that. Sure. Um, it's everythingheaven.com, and you can buy the book right on the web. Yeah, you can buy the book right on the website. There's a link that says buy now, everythingheaven.com. Well, Gary, I really, really appreciated your time today. Your, your work on the book was a massive project, and congratulations on uh, putting together a, a masterpiece. It's a very, very significant book, and I really appreciate your time today. Well, I appreciate the opportunity to be on your show, and, and, and the book is a little bit easier to read than to get four years of work just over in one one-hour show, but, uh, and hopefully the, it's easier for the reader to digest. Absolutely. Thank you, and you can take more time on your reading, too, of course. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Peter. So next week, my guest is Celia Gunn, and it's going to be a fascinating discussion of how Celia uh, helped a First Nations tribe in Western Canada uh, become recognized by the Canadian government. But in reality, what took place was she went through her own inner transformational spiritual journey. So I'm really looking forward to having Celia Gunn on the show next week. It was to be Michael Tellinger on uh, in a couple of weeks' time in the future on uh, February 16th. 
So I hope you've enjoyed the show today. Please go to myheartcenterjourney.com. Have a wonderful week. It's Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. you found this week's show to be enlightening and inspiring please join host peter tong for another edition of awakening to conscious creation next wednesday at 3 p.m eastern time noon pacific time on seventh wave network